1: Hey, all you Life Transformation Radio listeners, happy, happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Best-Selling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, highlighting that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Radio. And join us live. You can also join our Facebook group at Life Transformation Radio Community on Facebook. Facebook community, Life Transformation Radio Community. Check us out. We have lots of great interactions and content there. And since you're on a podcast platform, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Podcast Box, everywhere that you listen to podcasts, we are available. So please subscribe to the show, and leave us a rating and review. We're also available on YouTube. So hit Life Transformation Radio on YouTube and check that out and subscribe there as well. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, and other amazing people who are impacting everyone around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, go ahead and give us a call at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my amazing guest for today, Donna Campbell. Donna, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Hi, and thank you, Sean, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here today and to share with you and your audience.
1: I'm super excited to have you on the show. We connected, and I, and I was like, yep, I read up about you. I'm like, yep, got to come on the show. Uh, I've had a plethora of energy healers and you know the, the woo-woos, as some people call them. I love mm-hmm. having amazing conversations uh about that I, I think that everyone brings a little something to the show from whatever walk of life they have and we're going to talk about your book that you just launched and i'm super excited and um, congratulations to an amazing amazing launch of that book and um this is going to be a great show
0: Thank you. Yes, um, Financially Fit. It is a number one international bestseller. And what I share mm-hmm. in that, some of the tips and secrets about what I do and how I do it through the world of energy healing.
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. So the title of this episode is Become Financially Fit with Donna Campbell. Considered mm-hmm. a mind whisperer, Donna Campbell combines her past knowledge – wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love with thought, form, energy, healing. With over 25 combined years of professional experience, Donna launched her new book, Become Financially Fit, bringing together the financial world, the energy body, and the soul's essence. She travels as a professional motivational speaker sharing her techniques during interactive workshops and maintains an international private practice. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. Her website in the show notes, click on those. And then on your favorite social media platform, you can send her a message telling her that you listened to this episode of life transformation radio donna the first question that i have to ask and i believe is the most important question we could ever ask ourselves literally every day is why why do you do what you do
0: every day is a new day of opportunity and a new day to begin and what I've discovered working with an international client practice is that we all want to have this life of better health, increased wealth, and enhanced relationships. And we want to have that life of happiness, prosperity, and love, but yet we don't live it. We're in depression. We're in anxiety. We're in frustration. We're in sadness or anger, and we don't live our best life. And so every day is an opportunity to transform that energy into the energy where you truly want to be living, because it's through that happiness, through that love, through the prosperity that we can make the world a better place. Love it.
1: And I, I've heard you say it a couple of times, and I, I really want to expand on it. I was working with a client and she talked about how she wanted to write a book so that people mm-hmm. could live their best life uh-huh. and immediately i'm always like oh really another book about living your best life and my whole thing with that is what does that look like though if you tell people like i live you know i'm going to teach you to live your best life i'm like okay i want to know what that is i want to know well what's that look like so for mm-hmm. you I want to ask a little personal question. What does your best life look like in the sense that you, know, you have the energy with the book and the speaking and everything, and I love speaking, love it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to know, and, and then I'll give you mine. What does Donna's best life look like?
0: Well, a day in my life. <laughs> Because <laughs> I believe I live <laughs> my best life every single day, is where I can touch the lives and the hearts of the people that they know that they can transform, that they can have um, heart centered healing, and that they can do the celebrating things that they wanted to do. And then for me, it's a balance between that. Um, my home life with my children, and then making sure that I still have a little bit of time carved out for me doing the things that I love to do so I still live my best life. The greatest things that bring me joy in the world is when I watch and see a client to where they had, um, say, a physical illness going on, and it leaves their body, and now they get to go live and do the things that they were wanting to do that they always dreamed of that they didn't think that they could do because of the physical mm-hmm. ailment and then they're doing it. So I don't like to stay stuck in the pain of what's going on. I want to watch them celebrate. And when they celebrate that, that's what gets me all emotional because <laughs> they are truly <laughs> doing what they love to do. And then I get to watch it. And that's like the best gift in the world.
1: I love it. Oh man, I love that. I'm along the, the kind of the same lines. My 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 best life, like a, if I had to pick the day, right? Like my, my life in the day, you know, I'm nobody's died. So that's super amazing. My wife and kids are healthy. My mom and all my family, like everybody, like people that I know personally, I have relationships with, like nobody's died. I'm like, that's great. Perfect. We're off to a good start. I didn't wake up with a bunch of text messages and things from like business, like client didn't receive this, or this is messed up or, you know, whatever. So that's mm-hmm. great. But after all that, it's doing what I love. I mm-hmm. never want to do something that, that is, that is stressful in a negative way. I love stress. Like I want to be pressured. I want to be stressed because we need it. You know, you got the distress, which is bad, and the you stress, which is good. I, mm-hmm. I want to feel like that pressure, that rush. You know, I want to feel the deadline. I never want to be like, oh man, I'm not going to finish. And then, and then I go down this dark path. Oh, the client's going to be mad. And then I'm going to get fired. And they're going to want their money back. And then, oh my God, everything's going to get ruined. Like, I never do that. I'm like, oh crap, here we go. Like, just before I made the show, just mm-hmm. before I made the show, I'm like, okay, I got to make the show. And she's going to come on. I got to be done in time for the show. And then that's like, like my own personal deadline. That's what I like to operate. I like to operate by deadlines and timelines and charts and things. And then it's just enjoying like the time with my kids and the time with my wife and the, and just, you know, we get into the, the you ever been with somebody like, oh, I should have to watch this one episode. Oh my gosh, you have to watch this one show. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, whatever. And then you get sucked into the stupid thing.
0: Right. You get sucked yep. in. Every
1: time. Yeah, That's that's Yep, that's me and the wife. Yep, absolutely. She's like, oh, my God, I found another show. I'm like, oh, how many seasons? How many is it? How many episodes? Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get sucked in, you know. But it's, it's like this, this stuff that makes you smile, like that's what I want to do. But I'm also not afraid to fail. So for me, my best day, my best life is where nobody died. A lot of clients that I work with, with their podcast, I launch, I launch podcasts for them. I launch books for them. You know, they became successful. I derive <laughs> value from that and say, yes, I helped that. It's amazing. Like, you did the hard work. You had to write the book. I just had to market it to get it to number one. And then doing this show and then, you know, just, just spending time with the family and, and just doing things that I absolutely thoroughly enjoy that makes me smile.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what it's all about having that happiness, but it starts on the inside first. It's mm-hmm. not all the things on the outside, but it's about having that internal happiness and then living your life accordingly to what brings you that happiness.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. I just feel like there's a lot of people that wake up every day regretting that they woke up regretting that oh here we go another day another day in the grind
0: <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> i just i never want to be like that you know, and i've spent 20 years in the military every day is groundhog day when you're in the military you know mm-hmm. it, you get to do cool things and go places and everything but it's just like just feels like groundhog day because when you get there it's like i have a ton of stuff to get done I have a lot of things to do. I have a lot on my plate. I'm task saturated. Again, I love it. I wouldn't have kept doing it if I didn't love it. But at some point, you just know when you're done. You just know, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, 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 my fun meter's pegged. Like, I'm good now. You know? And then eventually your body just tells you that it's done because it's, you know, military got a lot of, yeah, it's time. Your body's like, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm done now, you know? So, so there's that. So what I want to cover is your book in just a second. But what you to that place, the show is about transformation. Mm-hmm. What would you say is a transformational moment that happened to you,
0: changed
1: you, and put you on the path? what you're doing today.
0: The biggest transformational moment that I went through was when I was a financial advisor and I was a managing principal for an investment firm. I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money. And that wow. was the most stressful, high pressured environment I have ever worked in. And then when you go through something like nine 11, and the stock market oh, closed for a week, and you have to oh, answer calls. So mm-hmm. It was shortly thereafter, my health broke down. And I, of course, went to medicine. And after two years, doctors, specialists, gastroenterologists, you name it, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me and why I didn't have any nutrition in my body. And what happened was I couldn't digest food for two years. And I got severely sick. So I changed my course. I changed what I was doing after maxing out my health insurance for two years and went mm. to a lady who did naturopathic medicine and practiced what she said was Chinese medicine. I don't know if it was or it wasn't. I just went along with <laughs> it because I needed something different. And about three months later, nothing in my body hurt and I was digesting food. And she would just sit there and ask me questions and then do some physical energy stuff to me, send me home with some enzymes. And I did this every couple of weeks for three months. And then one day I showed up back up in her office and I said, huh, my marriage isn't quite what I thought it was. And she said, yeah, I kind of figured that out. And I'm like, well, it would have been helpful if you told wow. me. And what happened was um, I was in this environment between the office corporate life and my home life of lots and lots of anger. And I realized the things that were in my marriage was not what I thought my marriage was. And my eyes got opened and she said in Chinese medicine, stomach is about digesting food, digesting life. And there was something externally in your life that you weren't able to digest. And uh, I learned what it was when I got healthier. And after that, um, after we went through the divorce proceedings and um, I was trying to lose excess weight, 40 pounds came off of me in three months after a year and a half of not having any, you know, gain, I guess, in that area after working with um, trainers and diets and all of that. And so I moved to an ashram, which is a spiritual living community. And I lived there for a year to learn about science oh, yeah. and science some meditation and because that's what it all had in common was me. So I needed to figure out
1: me. Right.
0: And yeah. I had thing. a
1: friend of mine that, that did that. I think he was in, Oh man, I can't remember Tibet, Nepal, something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, he, he had mentioned something about going to live in an ashram. He says, one of the greatest experiences, like you have to try it.
0: Yes. It's, it's very eye-opening and very centering, very balancing. And what you learn how to do is embody meditation as a lifestyle, not just something you do for five or 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And it changed everything in my life. And it put me on the course of what I do for today.
1: I love it. Love that so much. With your why, combined with a transformation, and we go through a lot of different transformations, we're always evolving, we're always growing, at least we should be, we're always growing, we're always transforming. How do you elevate the world around you? How have you taken your why and your transformational moment and then put it into the world in a positive way that elevates the world around you?
0: I've been doing a couple of things. One was, of course, learning all the different things I needed to as um, a skilled energy healer. Some of my own natural abilities came into place. And what I did for about 11 years was work with an international private practice where I was doing this on an individual basis, person by person. Mm-hmm. And this whole last year with the environment that we were in it ignited something in me and went, I can't keep doing this person by person. Or I can do this by the hundreds. I can do this by the thousands. So I wrote the book, Financially Fit. I put together the Financially Fit program. And then I've been taking my message from the individual to a global stage, sharing across a bunch of different platforms. Because what I do for an individual, I can do for a group at the same time. And if they can come and have a transformational experience and leave feeling happier, or that their life is a little bit better, or they have a little bit more peace and a little bit less stress and pressure, then I did mm-hmm. something, and I got to watch that for them. And that's one way to make the world a better place, group by group, person by person, show by show, and by sharing the messages.
1: Mm. Love that. So well done, too. Like, like really good. So uh, let's talk about your book, though, Becoming or Become Financially Fit. So we hear about becoming physically fit. Yes. We hear about becoming mentally fit. But how does one become financially fit? Okay.
0: Well, if you're going to look at financially fit from the viewpoint of I'm going to tell you how to eliminate debt and what investments to have and how to save for a child's education, you're going to be disappointed with the book. Mm-hmm. The book, oh. Financially is really about aligning your subconscious hidden energy, which are emotions and feelings, to what you consciously believe and put into action. So they say our thoughts create a reality, but that thought is yep. only going to come into existence maybe 30 or 40% of the time. For it to actually happen, you have to give it energy. You have to give it a fuel, just like you have to give your car fuel to travel from mm-hmm. point A to point B. And that fuel is the feeling or the emotion. And it's through the feeling or emotion that attracts to you more of that feeling and emotion. And there's a disconnect between, mm-hmm. oh, I want to have this type of client. I want to earn this type of income. I want to have this amount of return and how you actually mm-hmm. feel about it more often than you think. So when the subconscious comes into an alignment with the conscious awareness, that thought with the right energy will come into existence pretty close to 100% of the time. So with Financially said, hmm. I started introducing the process as a foundation of where we got the wrong kind of energy, the wrong kind of feel to the beliefs and the thoughts that you have and what to start doing to shift and change that. I call it as a strategy called pivot and shift that I learned from a medicine woman and then at the end of the book, you'll learn how to start creating your own financial affluence story. Interesting. They say that we have, what, close to 10,000
1: thoughts a day or something like that. It's a ridiculous number, right? Right. Thousands six, of thoughts a day. Yeah,
0: 60,000 thoughts, but with the awareness, you're right around 6,000 or so of them. So mm-hmm. you're you're right. Somewhere between six and 10,000 thoughts is what you're consciously Crazy. aware of consciously it's a lot more
1: I, i've got to be i've got to be conscious of about 10 i swear like i don't think about my i mean <laughs> i don't know i kind of think about things like i'm thinking about a couple things right now like wh- like where was i with my last thought and what was i doing but i guess i don't think like yeah we have a lot of thoughts yeah. but i wonder if that equates to opinions. you know because sometimes we'll think about something or we'll say it out loud i wonder mm-hmm. how many times we 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 think about something, we don't tell anybody, and then it kind of vanishes. I've had amazing thoughts. I've had like mm-hmm. business plans and really cool like surprise parties, really cool stuff. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could remember what I was. I was just about to tell somebody something I just can't remember. <laughs> like yeah, oh my gosh, I have that all the time. So
0: yes.
1: having those. I, I like how you how you you have those, like, the subconscious thoughts with conscious energy, right?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. And sometimes the subconscious thoughts have Maybe. subconscious energy, so you don't know what that energy is. And that is the whole art of what I call mind whispering, because I help you discover what the hidden energy is behind the thought that you may not even be aware of that started the whole cycle process. You might have been too to where that was and we transform and change that to a different emotion, to the proper fuel that you needed at that time. And it affects everything else in your life.
1: How many times where I thought that this was a good idea, but there was some really bad motives behind it. I mean, there was some mm-hmm. really bad intentions, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, I've had, I've, I, I, luckily I've never done any bad business deals. Like I didn't intentionally screw somebody over. I didn't take any money without providing them a service, like all that. Mm-hmm. But for example, and, and it's funny now, but it wasn't funny back then. So my wife and I are married. When I first met her, I was like, Holy smokes. Super fine. Super gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get with her. And, that was like a Netflix and chill kind of thing. That was like a one night, let's, let's get it done and over with type of thing, right? Really bad. Like, I fell so hard for this girl. That, I didn't think I would ever fall this hard for someone else. I got cheated on a bunch of times. It was ugly mess. You know, I was pleading with her, like, no, we can make it work. Like, I was willing to do anything to make this work. Didn't work. So I said, you know what? I'm emotionally closed off. I'm never going to have another relationship. I'm just going to close myself off. When I met my wife, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so hot." My wife's like 49, super thin, Puerto Rican, attitude is bigger than her body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, it's just amazing. Amazing. And so she said, "Heck no, we live in the same apartment building." She's like, "No, you got women coming in there like every weekend." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And she's like, I am not going to, like, I am not that girl. I'm like, okay. Okay. We'll see. So then I befriended her mom and I made her mom fall in love with me, which made her mom go, oh my gosh, she's such a great guy. And she's like, mom, do not see what he's doing to you. And you know, I'd be like, I, I, I'd be standing next to her mom. And I'm like, you know, miss, you know, whatever, you know, I just, I don't think your daughter's going to like me. I just, I don't know why she's such a, just I'm a nice guy. I'm just going to go in my in my house. You know, like I was like playing the victim and like I was like I was oh. in I'm like I'm going to get her. I You gonna knew what you were her. doing. I knew what I was doing. So then she passed me off to her sister. And I was like oh this is going to be fun. Oh, this is going to be fun. So then her sister was like, yeah, not, not, I'm not doing this. Like we sat, we talked, we met, you know, she's like, I don't want to do this. You know? Cause all I did was talk about her sister. I was like, man, your sister is so cute. Like, is she dating anybody? Like, I just pretended like I wasn't going to, like, I knew what was going to happen. I knew I was getting set up. You know, it's like, here's my sister. You should talk to her. You should take her out. And I'm like, oh, I'll play your game. You know, your sister's really cute. And like, I really want to be with your sister. Like, oh yeah, man. I just flipped it. Right. So finally she was like, no, I'm not having it. Stop it. So we became like friends. We would see each other and pass like, Hey, how's it going? Like make small talk. And we'd sit outside and like talk a little bit, you know, whatever. I was like, all right, I've had enough. So I saw her with one of her friends and her friend was kind of going through with some relationship issues. And so we talked and we hung out and whatever. And I was like, I'm going to get with her friend because my whole thing is her friend's going to tell her how good I am in bed. Like, this is gonna be a thing. So then that happened, and then she did go and tell her how, you know, whatever she told her. And then she was like, You're so gross. Like and then it pushed her away. And then months later we didn't talk, and she's like, You know, I thought a lot about you and like whatever <laughs> I was like, I tried everything. Oh, no. I tried everything. <laughs> it's such bad and you know what happened? We got married after four months of dating and was divorced a year later. That's what happened.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. A year
1: later, we divorced. And then we kind of, like, kind of talked a little, like, maybe we should work it out. I, I don't know. It was very, like, emotional. Not like divorces aren't, but this was, like, another breakup for me. You know? Like, this is, I'm done. I was angry. And then we ended up getting back together. And then we're, now we're married. <laughs> like, you know, you'd think we'd figure it out, right? So... The the worst intent, I had, I did not have good intentions. I just wanted to see what was under the hood. I didn't want to sure. like drive it forever, you know, but that's just kind of how it worked out. And so that's my baseline of like, I've made some really bad decisions based on really bad energy, like really mm-hmm. bad motives, you right, know, it- so
0: It was yeah. when you fully detached from that energy, it happened. Yeah. When you fully detached, it- said, okay, I give up. And you didn't talk to her for three or four months. And then she's mm-hmm. like, well, wait, i used to all this attention. And I want this and this. And it just disappeared. Huh. I better go mm-hmm. check this out because you detached from it. So, yes, you may have had ill intentions, et cetera but it was when you detached from the energy, you got exactly what you asked for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's followed me from Utah to Texas to North Carolina and, you know, getting ready to retire from 20 years of service. We're going to go back to Utah. And I already told her, I was like, man, I just, it was so bad there. Like that was not in a good place, you know? And I, and I, and when we first Talk today, I said, I'm in a good place. And, and I like to acknowledge that and say, like, how are you doing? Dave Ramsey will say, better than I deserve. Some people will say, good. And I'll, my retort is, good, not great. Mm-hmm. Good, not great. But I like to say, you know, I'm in a good place. And it's almost an affirmation for me that says, I'm in a good place. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm in a good place. You know what I mean? So you I mean you're absolutely right when I stopped with those intentions and the energy that got fed from me and manifested into action that mm-hmm. was not good. And and, right. and so I love and, and I'm starting to learn really kind of dive deep when people are talking about energy and all that. You know, before I was like, oh whatever, like what's energy really? You know, like I was all the skepticism. But the more I learned, the more I talked to people, and the more that I kind of dove into it, I'm like, huh, maybe there's something here. So now I'm very aware, and call it emotional intelligence, what you whatever, but I'd love to get your opinion on this. When we talk about, and I love how you put it, the thought form energy healing, Yes. and, and then how it manifested into your book, I'd love to get your opinion on this. I, I feel like the energy that you have, you hold mm-hmm. into every situation is going to take shape based mm-hmm. on the energy that you put into it, not effort, but the energy. If you go into it with a positive mindset, growth mindset, open, vulnerable, accepting, amazing things are going to happen. And I've seen that. If you go in, mm-hmm. close the minded angry, like just this really energy, that mm-hmm. type of relationship is going to be negative. And that's
0: exactly what mm-hmm. happened to me. Exactly. And what I call thought form, energy healing. I think Nikola Tesla said it best when he said, do you want to know the secrets of the universe? Think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency and that is exactly what our words and our thoughts have in common is a vibration and frequency of how you feel in the moment and it's the that energy that feeling the emotion that brings that thought into existence for you to experience it the way that you experience life it's not about the thought it's about what's underneath the thought
1: mm. Like your like your intentions, right? Uh,
0: yes, but it goes a little Is that bit deeper. What you mean deeper. underneath
1: the thought? Okay. Yes,
0: because you can have the the right intentions, but it's the energy that's underneath the intention that brings it into existence. So you could be asking to say create more income in your life. Um, this mm-hmm. happened with a client of mine. He wanted to have more because his boys were getting ready to graduate from high school. And he wanted to do some things with them before they went off to college, but he couldn't create them more. So I asked him, how did he feel? And he said, I was frustrated. Everything I do, it is just not happening. So I right. could see the block of right. frustration. So we figured out within like two minutes, the first time he remembered feeling that and where it was located in his body was when his parents got divorced, and the more the extra got divided up. So from that moment forward, the extra was no longer there. So he created this subconscious pattern and didn't know and didn't realize that pattern had been playing throughout his entire life. And when we uncovered what he needed, he told me, I want to feel pride, I want a sense of accomplishment, I want my children to respect me. And mm-hmm. so we shifted that energy, his mind thought, through the techniques that I use from the frustration to that sense of accomplishment and guess who's doing all the things that they are doing, wanting to do just now. Well, it's about the right time as kids should be, one of them should be getting ready to go to college. <laughs> to
1: Love it. Because
0: we change the energy behind the intention.
1: Interesting. That's interesting. Like my parents got divorced when I was, uh, kindergarten, first grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like kindergarten, first grade. So, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the time. Like I said, I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever heard the, Okay. Okay. So, have you ever heard this? And this is kind of a, you ever heard somebody say, man, if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all?
0: Yes, I've heard that phrase
1: people say that sometimes it's like man if i if i didn't have any and i and i've really tried really hard this last you know 10 years since because we got married in 2007 divorced 2008 and it was just downward spiral but 2010 to 11, my life drastically changed drastically changed <laughs> i've tried for the last 10 years to go into every moment this moment right now you and i are sharing mm-hmm. a moment. Right. We're sharing in each other's energy. And what I've really tried to do. Is completely go in open. No expectations. Come in. Super vulnerable. Everything that I just spoke of. Before. Going vulnerable. Open minded. New ideas. You know, just really embrace what is going to come. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to be said. But. I'm going to embrace it all and I'm going to take, take notice of this moment, you know, and, and, and figure out like what I can take away from this and apply to my life, but really welcome that, that energy, that moment that we're sharing, just welcome it in. Cause once mm-hmm. it's gone, it's gone. I wonder how many times I have said like this, this, yep, that's par for the course. Like, this always happens. And it just seems like, you ever you ever somebody like, oh, like, don't count your chickens before it hatches. Like, oh, I'm about to get some money. Oh, here we go. And then I'm like, yep, I'm about to get some money. I tell the wife, I tell my friends, oh, man, I just got a new client. It's going to be amazing. And that client goes, oh, yeah, sorry, something popped up. Can't do it. And I'm like, see, count on my money. See, I counted my money before it hatch-. It's almost like if you have expectations going in, they get ruined. They get dashed. For me, mm-hmm. that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's the energy. Maybe it's, I don't know. But it just seems right. like if I expect there's no traffic, there's always traffic. I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs>
0: like, right. Because there's that subconscious energy that's hiding somewhere in that 90% of ourselves that we're not recognizing. We don't know that it's there. And then when you realize that uh, it is there, it can change. They measured Albert Einstein's brain. They meaning scientists. And he was only yep. consciously aware of about 10% of the time. So the other 90%, even in him, was completely unaware. So we don't often know what those energies are until we go through the process to see what's stopping. And the majority of the time, in that moment, they're not related. So yes, you can have all of those expectations and know that expectation will happen when you have the right fuel behind it. So let me share with you an example. Mm-hmm. I am also in the one habit to have in a, to thrive in a post COVID world. And I had a chapter in there and I wrote about how happiness was on the inside. And what was really interesting was when I got my proof emailed back to me for my chapter, I was chapter 30. Now I like numbers because they're energy and vibration and mm-hmm. frequency and all of that. And I was really bummed for a moment because I was chapter 30 and I went, oh, can't I have a cooler chapter, like a chapter number? Come on universe. It's kind of a silly example, but it's true. And I heard, well, what kind of number do you want? And I'm like, well, let's have a master number or something, you know, 33. But then I changed the energy behind it in the moment. And then, said, you know, if I'm meant to be chapter 30, then chapter 30 is great. Three is the number of joy I can be great with that it's creativity I'm writing about happiness okay I'll just accept chapter 30 about two weeks later I got my books in the mail and I flip it open and I am not chapter 30 I start to panic yeah. and I looked the whole book and I can't find my chapter and I'm like oh no so I go to the table of contents I scroll down and I went oh I am chapter 33 now I said nothing to anybody I did not tell the editors. I did not say a word. It was only in my mind for uh-huh. like maybe a minute, but because I applied the right energy to the fuel detached, unbeknownst to me, I was chapter 33. That's how it works. Is that,
1: is that, is that better? Or was that like not what you wanted or like, how did
0: what, I wanted it? Yeah. I wanted to be chapter 33. There's four sets of master numbers, 11, 22, 33 and 44. And chapter 30, mm. or the number 33 is a master teacher, master healer number, which is what I do. I oh. teach and I heal people. So that was really cool to yeah. have that chapter. And then when you add it together, it goes to a number six, which is about love. Six is all about the energy of love, love of family, love of spirit, love of community. So it was like the perfect number. But I was willing to be you know, a different chapter. It was an interesting yeah. process. But that's
1: what happens when you're in that alignment. I love that. And we always talk about it a lot. I hear that a lot, babe. we gotta be in alignment, gotta be in alignment. It's work. <laughs> it it's work to not because I think most people would have been like, Yeah, I'd be upset too. Yeah, chapter thirty, what? I'm gonna email email them. <laughs> right. Let them know. You know like that's ninety nine percent of people will always do that. They're like, Oh yeah. well, this is a this is an atrocity. You know, like they're super mad. You know? But take a step back and understand, like, okay, my whole thing, I, I resort to gratitude. Oh, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in a book. Yes, it's not yes. A chapter whatever I wanted, but I'm in a book. Well, I'm published.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: You know, like, like this is my thing. Like, I can still promote it. I'm like, you know, okay. Like, it takes a minute to just kind of get calmed down and just really find the good stuff. You don't hunt the good stuff mm-hmm. in every situation. You have to hunt the good stuff. Because if you we ab- to drive ourselves crazy.
0: Yes, and you are absolutely right in that. Because there is always a silver lining in whatever situation you're going through. There's a silver lining in a silver lining, even. And that's what I call a gift. And every single time, find the gift in the silver lining of whatever situation it is and we turn it around for you.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. So as we start to close the show, I want to give them a message, give them a takeaway. <laughs> so for the listeners listening, what is it that you want them to know and understand?
0: Wow. I have like 50 things in my brain already <laughs> just from the last day. If right. I had to read- anybody with any message um, I'm going to share with you the three keys to be the energy to be in, to start creating anything in your life. And I'm, it was given to me through a mantra that I wrote when it, I was going through all of my difficult times and it helped me through all of my transformations and it is trust and you will see, believe and you will know, have faith, all is well. Follow your heart and spirit will lead you.
1: Mm, I love that. That should be a recording of some kind played as an alarm clock. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that is an exceptional idea.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, imagine if you that. woke up to that
0: <laughs> yes. right? and it just
1: blared, right? And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think if, if there was a way that it just played, uh, you know, I don't have anything cool for my show, you know, just, Hey, welcome to Ledger Submission Radio. And Like, you know, she's doing the intro and, you know, but I don't have any like cool mantras like that. So like, if you ever start a podcast, you should do that. You should open it up with that and then, and then open the show. I think that would be super that, cool.
0: That would be really cool. I'll have to consider. I do, I love
1: affirmations. I love affirmations. I love power statements. Mhm. You know, like there's so much. I think there's a lot of energy in that. You know, we're like, you know, it's just I can do this, and you're made. You know, like I, I love. Um, there's a there's a Bible verse that says, you know, you're in, you're intentionally made. Right. So, so mm-hmm. I changed that a little bit. Um, and I put it on a shirt and it says, I am intentionally and wonderfully made. Nice. And so the wonderfully part, it was something else um, in scripture, but I wanted to, I was like, you are intentionally and wonderfully made. And like, that's that's an affirmation. That's, and that's the yeah. energy I want to put out. I want everybody to know that you are intentionally and wonderfully made. And everything Perfect. that happens is supposed to happen. And yeah. I love what you said. Oh, I love what you said. That needs to be an alarm clock.
0: And you it's have like, yours. Hey. You have yours. You can do at the end of your show and at the beginning of your show, you are an intentionally and wonderfully made.
1: That's true. See, See, I would have never... I would have never thought about that. Absolutely, Donna. This has absolutely been amazing. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and the Life Transformation Life Transformation Radio listeners. Um, oh, it's so amazing. So here's what I want to do. Where can we get your book?
0: You can go to financiallyfitbook.com, and it will connect you straight into the Amazon site. And then um, it's been an ebook, I believe. If it isn't yet already, I should double check. The hard copy is just coming out.
1: Yes. Love it. Love it. So for all of you listening right now, you have got to go pick up her book, Become Financially Fit. The website, Facebook, LinkedIn, hyperlinks right there in the show notes. You should go ahead and click on those and send her a friend request letting her know that you listened to this episode of Life Transformation Radio. Donna, I wish you the best in all of 2021 and the years to come. Thank you again so much. This has been absolutely amazing for me and so much value, so much value you give. So thank you so much.
0: And thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been a great experience. And for everybody listening out there, just have a beautiful day.
1: I <laughs> love it. Live Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If any part of our conversation today resonated with you, please reach out to her. Inquire about what she offers. Get her book. Go to her website. Please check her out. She's absolutely incredible. As we close the show, I always say live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. I call this.